The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Let's keep calm and mother on. Mothering is way too important to do alone and way too serious to be serious all the time. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am here shoulder to shoulder with you, mothering and enjoying life together. This is the podcast where you can focus on being mindful and taking a deep breath with me and learning new things so you can pause and savor the amazing life you already have. When you look up the top five most stressful life events, you will find death of a loved one, divorce, moving, major illness or injury, and job loss. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about moving part one. We learned in August that we would be moving but we weren't sure exactly when, but we knew that we would be moving to the greater DC area. And that was exciting because it's a wonderful place to live. But my only request was at the time is that we not move in December because moving at the holidays just feels like too much. But that's exactly what's happening, friends. So I want to hold space with you and walk you through about what it looks like for us to move. I know that 1% of the nation is part of the military. So you may not know someone who has moved because of the military as often as I have. Or maybe you don't, maybe I'm the only person you know who has a spouse in the military. And that wouldn't be abnormal. So I just wanted to give you this behind the scenes look about what it looks like to move. We're moving from Georgia to the Washington, D.C. area. And this will be move number 10 before we hit 18 years of marriage. Our kids for this move are 15, 13, and 9. And I think that's creating some tension with this move too because The girls really enjoy their friends here. This is a hard move. This is one of the longest places we've ever lived here. So this podcast started in November 2018, and we moved here in August 2018. So we've lived here for over three years and a couple of months. And the last time we lived anywhere long term was when they were in preschool, like four and three And it was about three years and three months. And we're going to bypass that, right? By like a month. (sighs) But, but they're bigger. And when, when you have little kids, there's a lot of tension around like 
the idea that their things are missing and they pick up the emotional energy of the house. But really, you get to control the ship and control the narrative a lot more because when a little kid moves, they just want to know and they trust you as your mom and dad to to reassure them that safety is in this move, that this is the right thing and that you're not going to disappear on them. That's the big tension when they're little and they move is that they're going to get lost in their new house, that they won't know how to find you, that their stuffed animal, their favorite stuffed animal will go missing. But this time there's tension about like friendships. Can this friendship hold on? What happens when our friend's in a couple of months, move even farther away. Can can we still be friends? There's a lot of a lot of space, and for our family, that also means looking at all the educational opportunities. And my girls are going to be entering traditional public school when we move up there at the semester break, and that's a big change too. Whew. So as we talk about moving, it's not just packing up all the things in your house. Thankfully, we have professional packers that come in and pack up all the things in the house. But before that can even happen, you have to really figure out what your intention is for how you want to live so you can find the new house in the new area. You have to lean in and ask for help for people that you haven't seen in a couple of years and message them and say, where would you think would be a good place to live? There's a lot of asking for help. And once you find that house in in the DC area market, we had to write a letter even to be able to apply to rent the house, right? So before we can even get the application, we had to write a letter saying why we deserved the application. And then there's money involved and we applied to multiple houses. Luckily, we were offered the opportunity to rent both houses, um, and then we debated over which house to take. There are so many decisions, and we haven't been up there. I don't know what the house we're renting really looks like. One of our friends did a drive-by. Google Maps shows me that it looks pretty nice, but it's always sight unseen. There's a lot of faith and trusting. And in the DC area, when we lived up there before on the Maryland side, we worked with a real estate agent. So if you're moving to a bigger area, working with a real estate agent to find a rental can be a really great thing. Um, We were about to do that (laughs) when we found these two listings and we applied and We didn't have to go to that next step, but that was next on the table for us if I couldn't find one on my own. We used all the normal sites, apartment.com and Zillow to look for rentals. Once you have the rental secured and you think (laughs) you know where you're going to live next, the big next thing for me was researching key things like the orthodontist. And it seems funny that I'm talking about the orthodontist before we talk about like sorting through our stuff and leaving this house. But when you know you're only going to live somewhere temporarily between 18 months, two years, maybe we don't really know, maybe three, 
then starting braces right away is a key pressure. So as soon as I found the house, the next thing I did was find orthodontist appointments and set up those consultations. I called them over the phone, set up those consultations so that as soon as we get there, that can start happening. Part of the moving process is the bittersweetness of it all. The transition of saying goodbye and getting those last doctor appointments in, saying goodbye to piano teachers and violin teachers and the friends, the see you later to them, not goodbye. But there's a transition there. And what helps with that transition for me is the beginning of sorting through all the physical things in my house before the packers come. This is where I try to be ruthless. If we haven't used something in six months, if it's not seasonal, or if it's not something that something is waiting to grow into, then it's time to get rid of it. There's also the idea of sentimental things. But first, let's talk about just the normal stuff. (laughs) With a military move, one of the things with having other people pack you is that each sailor, each service member, has a weight limit of household goods, and that's based on their rank. Every time you move, you know how much stuff moved in with you. They tell you that. So it's one of our fun games is to try to be ruthless enough that when we're leaving the place, and we've lived here three years now, so this has been a challenge. It's easy to collect things in three years that we want to leave with equal or less than what we came with. We don't want to gain more household good weight. And overall, it's pretty easy. I mean, kids grow, things change. You try out different hobbies and you let them go. It's hard though, because as you're looking at these objects, you're thinking about all the things that you should have done or could have done. And that's where it feels like a gut punch or that you've spent money and wasted it. But getting rid of it isn't where the waste is. Keeping it is where the waste is because the moment you get rid of it, you are free from having to take care of it in your own house ever again. Hopefully it can bless someone else instead of just going straight to the landfill. But but there is freedom in being ruthless and owning where you are right now. We recently went to that retirement ceremony down in Miami. And on the way back, we listened to the book Declutter Like a Mother by Ali Kazaza on Scribbit. I'll put an affiliate link in the show notes so you can try Scribbit. It's one of my favorite services. You, It's an app and you, it's like the Netflix for books. You can listen to books or read digital books and you pay a monthly fee, and instead of owning it like you do on Audible, you get to just try them out. So also key point there is that you don't own it, right? It's not more household goods to move. Key factor for me, I am trying to embrace the digital book um, when it makes sense. Okay, so getting rid of stuff, facing the things that you think you should do, or should have done, or could do, and just letting them go. Life is fragile, and beautiful, and tender, 
and brutal. And there's all sorts of goals and dreams we have for our kids, for ourselves. And I was getting rid of some stuff, right? Some sports equipment, some two small soccer cleats and some tap dancing shoes from Newsies or karate gear from when the world was different and my son was going to karate classes in person. We, um, we don't need those things right now. They wouldn't fit us anymore. So there's no use in keeping them. That is one of the best gifts of moving is remembering who you are in that moment. Last Friday, I talked about the mantra of just stay present, be here. And when you're touching every single thing in your house before professional packers touch it to pack it up, then you get to be here with yourself. Are these really your dreams? And if you're not sure, if you're not moving, but you would really like to start the process of just getting rid of some stuff that you know doesn't match you anymore, I highly suggest starting in the bathrooms, right? There's no hard decisions in the bathroom. There's nothing sentimental in the bathroom. You can go through the bathroom super fast and then Instead of jumping from the bathroom to your kids' stuff, just really focus on your own things. Focus on the kitchen and how you use it and what sort of stress you want. Do you have enough clothes? Are you washing too much or are you not washing enough because you have too many clothes to wash, right? There are lots of choices to make. And it's all about that intention of how you want to spend your time. But the less stuff you have, the less time you'll spend in taking care of those things. And that's what moving reminds me of. How to narrow down my focus and really tend to the things that belong to me. And while I'm getting rid of things, I I dig through those things in my heart too, right? Like I Think about those dreams that I've accomplished while living in this house or the things that I want to do when I get to the next place and how I can better love my family and love my community and what my dreams are for this podcast, if it's a business or a hobby, all of those things bubble up when you're touching the physical reminders. Well, this is part one of moving. There is a lot of decision-making fatigue right now. And that's one of the big reasons why last week for Thanksgiving, we bought our meal from the grocery store instead of making it from scratch. There's only so much you can do. So know that when you're in a season of transition, you can't do it all, all the time. You can't save the rainforest when you're drowning. So sometimes you have to decide on the things that are most important to you and just stick to those when you're in this sticky spot. Like next week, when the movers take my plates and we're still camping out in my house before moving to the next house, we will be using paper plates and I will be doing that without any guilt or shame. And... There will probably be more frozen meals because those are easy to cook in an oven with just a cookie sheet and a pot and a can opener and a spatula. 
There's a lot of growth in letting go. And that's what moving reminds me. But it's also bittersweet. And in those bittersweet moments of remembering what you didn't get done or having to think about the see you laters and planning what it might look like. So instead of getting tired by that idea, I'm going to work on being present and intentional with the moments I have left in this house, with inviting people out to coffee and making sure I give big hugs and living life in the present. And for the self-care, all I can think of for this episode for you is that you join me with camaraderie and um, make me feel less alone and having to do this great sort in the busiest holiday season of the year. Will you declutter a couple drawers of your part of the bathroom for me? I think that should be your self-care. You will feel better once you get rid of those crusty old nail polish bottles or random bobby pins wrapped in hair. There's odd things underneath your sink, people. Spend a little bit of time and just declutter your bathroom because that's the easy space. And then as a family, here's what I can't wait for now that it's December. I can't wait for to watch Christmas movies. And it's one of my very favorite things to have unlimited hot chocolate on hand and watch Christmas movies. Make a list of the favorite Christmas movies that your family likes. Maybe you don't have any actual titles you have to have to watch, like Elf or The Santa Claus or Die Hard, or maybe you do. (laughs) I really can't wait to watch Dash and Lily again with my teenage girls on Netflix. I'm all for stocking up on fancy, fun, hot chocolate and marshmallows for the whole month long. Make the magic happen. Sit on the couch, drink the hot chocolate, stay in the room and be present. Well, this is my giant hug to you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for helping me process moving again. You are exactly the right mom for your kids and I am so thankful to know you. Have a fantastic day.